What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. And guys, we are back in our Advent series. We are so excited. This is one of my favorite times of the year being Christmas, all the lights, all the trees, all the Christmas music, Santa Claus is coming. We're just so excited. It's a very fun time. And this week we have another incredible guest um, to dive into this Advent series with us. His name is Mr. Mac Brock. You guys probably know him. He's a very well-known singer, songwriter, and worship leader. He's also a founding member of Elevation Worship and now tours the country, helping others position and posture their hearts toward worship for the Lord and who he is. And that's really what we dive into today. We dive very in-depth into understanding this presence of God, but also in positioning and posturing our hearts in this form of worship toward Him. You know, it's one of my favorite times of the year, Zach, because it's a moment of pause almost. It's like things sort of speed up socially and in excitement, but also there's a stillness that that, that creeps in 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 a good way that sort of causes us to pause and, and think through this this beautiful concept, the truth of of God yeah. coming to earth in the form of a baby, mm. growing up to be a man who lives this amazing, incredible life, dies on the cross for, for us, resurrects the third day. And mm. in, in this whole season, this, this Christmas season, you know, we're going to talk about with Mac this idea of of presence and practicing the presence and experiencing the presence. And that's why I love the most about Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the moment where the presence of God came to earth in the form of man. And, you know, I I think as we're listening and and to our listeners, as you're, as you're, you know, listening to this episode today, Mm -hmm. I want you to just sort of think about where you're at, you know, when have you experienced the presence of God most recently in your life? And, Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we sort of dive in through this idea of, of also the posture of our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some, this season is that amazing, beautiful time, but also it can be, it can be dark and it yeah. can be hard. And, and if it's good, man, still practice the presence because even That's in right. the good, we, we need God's presence. And even in the good, sort of think back and take inventory of well, you know, what is the posture of your heart currently? Mm. Um, but for my friends who, who this season is hard for, you know, I want to encourage you like this, this Christmas season is all about celebrating the presence of God close and near to us. Mm. And I want you to remember you're not alone and you're going to hear that throughout this interview. And, and, and as you are talking and, and, and or listening and thinking through the posture of your heart, like, you know, it, it's okay for it to feel broken right now. That's right. God wants to heal it. And that's that's what I hope people sort of hear and, and, and sort of feel as they listen to this interview. Mm. I like that, G, because it kind of reminds me of just Max Licato's. He has a quote on saving grace, but then this idea of sustaining grace. And that idea of sustaining grace doesn't promise the absence of pain in our lives, but it promises God's presence in the midst of our pain. Yeah. And I think that should be kind of, 
um, the cry of our hearts, no matter, like you said, in the good or the bad, right? The happy or the sad, like understanding that God is near. And because of that promise that we can cling to that truth and still find joy and being expectant of what he can do in and through the midst of the brokenness we may be enduring. Right. That's good. Well, it's a good episode and I'm excited for everyone to hear from Mac. Mac, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, what's up, Zach? How are you doing? Doing well, man. Dude, we're so excited to have you on today. This is one of our favorite times of the year, Christmas. I think it's one of the most magical seasons, not just for us, but for so many around the world. I think of the trees, you know, the lights, the Christmas songs. I think Santa Claus is coming to town, but also an opportunity to really celebrate and reflect on the coming and the birth of our Savior. So, Mac, just up front, I'm super interested in, I love a fun question initially. What are some of your favorite childhood memories and maybe some traditions that you're looking forward to this Christmas? Um, So, I'm not trying to throw my parents under the bus, but they didn't have a lot of Christmas traditions when I was growing up. Yeah. And so when I got married, that was very important to my wife that yeah. we were going to create some staple Christmas traditions. My parents did great with Christmas. Probably the staple memory for me is when I woke up, I was probably like second grade and just a plethora of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys underneath <laughs> the Christmas tree from Santa Claus. I don't know why that's the core memory of Christmas for me growing up from a tradition standpoint. They didn't really, we didn't do a lot, but my wife has been very good. Uh, We have certain like Christmas Eve traditions. We always make milkshakes and have hamburgers and you know, we do the elf on the shelf every night leading up to Christmas. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. Oh yeah. Uh, Elf, elf on the shelf can be a hassle if you forget to. How, how creative yeah. are you getting with elf on the shelf? Last night, I got to be honest, I just put him like very easy to find. We always do it at <laughs> night because oh, yeah. we're not going to remember in the morning to like yes. to hide him. Uh, but you know, we, we have certain things that we do every year that's fun. I love them, man. I got to ask you, what's the milkshake flavor of choice for Mac Brock? Okay, so my wife gives me a hard time about this, but have y'all ever had cereal milk milkshakes? No, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, she says it sounds disgusting, but it is amazing. You are correct. Uh, (laughs) We're basically, it's a whole full day experience for me because I basically soak the milk in like uh, fruity pebbles all day long. Then I strain it at night you know, after we go to church, we come home and that's when we make the milkshakes. That's when we grill the hamburgers. And it's honestly, it's the best. It sounds good. It sounds delicious. It's <laughs> awesome. I, I look it up. Y'all need to go for it this year. It's worth it. That's awesome. I would definitely do a little Lucky Charm or Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk. <laughs> yep. Man, that sounds... So many choices. So many choices. Mac, I love this time of the year, because as you mentioned, just traditions and different things like this, it brings up so many memories for me. I love spending time with family and friends, just an exciting time to be together in community with one another. But Mac, as we kind of transition, Garrett and I have had the opportunity of getting to know you 
um, and spending a lot of time with you at some of the extraordinary women events over the years. We're so incredibly thankful for you and your heart. And you truly are one of the greatest and best worship leaders and artists of our day. You've written songs, man, that so many people, including us, we sing over the loudspeakers of our cars within our churches. And man, it's just so cool to sit down with you to hear more about your heart. But what I want to hear up front from you, Mac, is when was it that this journey and this faith walk really began for you? And when did you really invite the Lord into your life? Wow. So I, my dad's a pastor. I grew up in the church. Um, and, and my parents were very uh, protective of me as a pastor's kid. You know, they were protective of not letting that be the de defining factor of my identity growing up, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and so I felt, I feel extremely lucky that I didn't grow up with this expectation of church life or church world or this expectation of ministry. I don't know, like they worked really hard at making my faith my own from an early age. That was really Im important, I think, in the development of my heart. And so I grew up playing music in the youth band and youth group and all that stuff. And it wasn't until like late in high school, I was playing in bands that that's when I think the Lord really started taking root in my heart in a very real way, where it was running after him from a daily, <laughs> daily perspective from like, this is what the Lord is, has shaped my life and, and is doing in my life. And then from that, even it's interesting because I had that encounter with him in high school. And for a long time, I didn't want to do ministry. I wanted, I wanted to play in bands and make music and play in bars and just to, you know, kind of go down that route. And, um, and even, even when I wasn't doing that, when I was in college and going to school, I was pursuing a whole other different career mm -hmm. and worship was always kind of in front of me because it was something that I, grew up doing. It was something that I had a quote unquote, like talent for, yeah. uh, that I could just kind of step in and I could lead songs and I could sing songs, but it wasn't the heartbeat of my heart. Mm -hmm. And thankfully the Lord didn't just like choose somebody else that was more passionate about that or choose somebody else that was actually take it more seriously than I did. And it wasn't out of rebellion. It wasn't out of arrogance. It was just like, for whatever reason, that's not what I felt like drawn to or or it wasn't my passion, yeah. but it was always in front of me. So I kept doing it and I kept kind of just like walking in those footsteps. And it wasn't honestly until like mid twenties that I had a very profound encounter with the Lord while leading worship. And that was, I had already been on staff. I was on staff at Elevation Church at the time, still leading worship but that being secondary to my other passions, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And had this encounter with God that worship and leading worship became not a skill, not a talent, not just something that I did, but it became my calling and it mm -hmm. became evident to me, or at least like it made the connections in my heart. Like, this is your calling. This yeah. is what I created you to do. This is what I've anointed you to do. And so it was around then that my heart really shifted and I started running after that kind of with everything that I had. Wow. That's awesome. You know, you talk about your heartbeat and, and God, you know, not going to someone else who was more passionate, but choosing you, I think of King David, you know, yeah. writing the Psalms and sort of the Psalms being the diary of David and him writing music out of the seasons of life that he was in and, and sort of 
wrestling with God in, in good and in hard. And so I love your album Space, uh, mm-hmm. Mac. The song, Your Presence is a Promise. Yes. I love it so much. And I just speaking out of my own personal life and my own experience, I have known God to be who he says he is, specifically in seasons where I'm experiencing things that are difficult. Yeah. You know, right. I know that God, you know, is my provider because I've gone through seasons of need and mm-hmm. want. I know that God is is light because I've walked in seasons of dark. And so, you know, mm-hmm. Mac, out of your own life, out of your own experience, as you're writing and you're producing music, has there been a, a moment or a season that that these songs have been birthed out of? And maybe one that's, you know, sort of marked you more, you know, specifically that you can point back to and say, man, I experienced God in this. And it was sort of the birth of, of this music and, and, and worship. Yeah, I, I love that you brought up that song in particular, because, you know, I think as believers, sometimes it's really easy for us to get caught up in this trap of like we're in a good season we're like in a maybe a fruitful season and we're just thanking god we're you know declaring victory be like look what the lord has done god's favor is on my life right now and we get this terminology sometimes of like look at how blessed i am because of god's favor right now and that that is true and that is good but when we're not in the fruitful season when we're in the wilderness or when we're, we're in a dry season sometimes it 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 wants us to go into the opposite of like okay so is god's favor not on me right now mm-hmm. or is god's presence not with me is that why i'm experiencing this and i know that i've wrestled with that i've wrestled with those feelings and so to even declare no like in the in the in the darkness that's when god will shine brighter to you if you're open to it, it that's where he'll like whisper to you cuz he's close to you and and it's just kind of clinging to that truth. Like God's presence is a promise. That's something that he promises to us. And so we can hold on to that. And I've definitely had my fair share of wilderness seasons, you know. Uh, one that comes to my mind right now is, is me and my wife are foster parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a foster son that has lived with us for the last over two years. Wow. And that has been a journey for us and that's been you know he's not uh our adopted son like he's still a foster son he's still uh you know there's still a lot of kind of a web to be untangled in in that relationship and every day it it feels a little bit like chaotic of you know we are he is our son in our heart you know, we welcome him in, but we're also working through the process of our, we've gone through the process of like reunification with his bio family, we've gone through the pro- the court system. And there's just like a, I don't know, it's just like a messy thing emotionally, if that makes sense. Yeah. And in the middle of those kind of dark days or those overwhelming days or those anxious anxiety filled days, mm-hmm. that's when I have to just trust like in the Lord's sovereignty I have to trust in the Lord's presence over my family, over my own heart, mm-hmm. trust that he loves this little boy, baby Z, far more than I do. And so I can, I kind of find peace in that and I find rest in that. And that's where worship really helps redirect my heart, redirect my feelings and emotions. 
Mac, I love this idea, like you're saying, of clinging to the truths and the promises of God's word, especially in the midst of challenge and difficulty, because nobody is a stranger to those things. Right. Um, and I love this word presence, right? It's not focusing on, it's not the presence with the T that we're looking for under the tree, right? From Santa Claus. It's talking about the nearness and the closeness of God in the midst of these moments. And that kind of takes me to Philippians 4, one of my favorite passages of scripture, not verse 13 that everybody knows I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength, but specifically verse 4. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. But man, it can be a tough assignment when it feels like life is like pressing you up against the wall, when it feels like the wheels are falling off the bus. But then he notes, let your gentleness, or in some translations, it says your confidence be known to all people. The Lord is near. And I Man, think confidence, those, that word is so good. Like so good. to have confidence in that is such a, it's such a strong thing to stand on. You know, we talk about firm foundation or, or just like standing on the, the solid rock of Christ, but having that confidence, that's such a, what a great way to put it. Yeah. And I feel like when you have that confidence when you truly understand not only believe but you can proclaim that the lord is near that's when we can begin believing that he sees us that he loves us that he's with us right and that he will see us through and mac i know every detail he knows every he knows every little nook and cranny of what's going on in your heart what's going Mm -hmm. on in your mind and he is constantly telling us like i see you i know you i love you and, and you can just like rest in that. That's it. And I think that's kind of the, the cornerstone, right, of what worship really looks like. I, I read a quote the other day that said, worship in its purest form is simply reverence and adoration for the Lord. You see, you can actually be going through one of the most difficult times or seasons of your life, but still come to God in reverence and adoration for who he is. Mac, having spent just countless hours of your life worshiping the Lord intimately, personally, but then also helping others really come to the feet of Jesus and the foot of the cross to grow in this adoration and reverence of who God is. What have you learned about the character of God's heart and how we can begin developing this posture of worship within our own hearts as well? Man, it's so crazy that you put it like that, but it is so true. I'm I'm so lucky and blessed that I get to do this with my life. That's so, you know, when I'm in songwriting meetings, a lot of times we'll start the meeting or session meeting sounds kind of formal, uh, like a songwriting session. We'll start it saying like, hey, if nothing else comes out of this, we'll at least have spent the last two hours just talking about God and worshiping God. And that's a great, what a gift. And so I'm, I feel lucky that I do get to spend so many hours worshiping God, so many hours thinking about God, thinking about the heart of God. And, and I don't know if, I don't know that, I don't know what I would say is like, this is the thing that the Lord has shown me over the years. Um, I think that one of the things that he reminds me a lot of is his holiness Mm -hmm. and how, if nothing else, you know, I, I, I write a lot of songs about like what I'm going through and, and how the Lord is redeeming that or how the Lord is showing up on that. But even if he doesn't do that, yeah, he's still worthy of our praise. Even if he doesn't say yes to the prayer request that I'm asking, I'm, I'm still going to choose to praise him because he is worthy of that because he is holy 
and and his glory is so magnificent that I we can do nothing else but just praise him and worship him. And I think that that's something that I keep coming back to a lot is, man, he doesn't have to do anything else. That's right. He doesn't have to do anything else, you know? And, and he keeps saying, like, I am, like, come to me. Bring your burdens to me. Pray to me. Like, he, he wants to, to do things. He wants to ex- extend love to his children. But even, uh, like I said, even if he doesn't say yes to our prayer requests or even if, if the direction of our life changes from what we expected it to be, mm. he's still deserving of our praise. Amen. You know, we talk about the reverence, we talk about adoration, and Mac, even in just how you described what you do and, and how that all works out, you sort of, without saying it, gave us a glimpse of the posture of your heart Yeah. Um, and, and how, you know, a lot of worship coming to the Father and giving him the praise that you know he is due no matter what a lot of it has to do with you know we're able to do those things no matter what because of the posture of our heart humility surrender you know you name it scripture is so clear you know present your bodies as a living sacrifice you know in romans 12 1 come let us bow before the lord you know psalm 95 6 in your everyday life, Mac, how are you instilling disciplines to just sort of check the posture of your heart? And then maybe as we talk through this Christmas season, like what are some practical things we could be doing just to maybe check our heart, posture ourselves in a, in a position of, you know, straight worship to the only one who deserves it? Man, the, the greatest thing um, you can do in your life to create humility and to have humility in your heart is to have kids. <laughs> that are unimpressed with everything that you do and <laughs> they uh you know they kind of keep me in check all the time um i say that jokingly but in in all seriousness they being a dad has created a newfound dependence on the lord in my life you know i have a son that's 11 a daughter that's almost 8 and then our foster son is almost 3 and so for the last 11 years, I have, yeah, spent a whole, had a whole new revelation of dependency on the Lord and kind of surrender to him because there's so many things that are outside of my control as a dad. And that is translated into the other areas of my life, you know, whether it's career, whether it's uh, relationships, any, anything else in my life, I've, I've had to learn how to surrender that yeah so you talk about like daily practices i mean you know obviously like there's just like being in your in the word you know like that's a very tangible thing that we don't need to ever gloss over is just like spending time reading the bible spending time studying about who jesus is who god is learning his heart for us uh and then i don't know i think i think the other big thing for me is is that communal relationship with other people, yeah. you know, whether it's being involved at a church or, um, you know, your friendship group or whoever's in your life, whoever you're doing, maybe doing ministry with just even having those relational things in our lives naturally will pull out, uh, things that we got to work on <laughs> or things that we need to bring to Jesus about, you know, or things like that, that cause our dependence on him. So it feels like a constant, 
I don't know, a constant thing in that realm of, of relational dependency on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Does that Oh yeah. And I love this idea of dependence, right? Because it's so countercultural. Like our culture and society preaches independence. Yes. Go get it, right? That mindset. But what you're talking about, this idea of surrender and this idea of dependence on God, it is so in my mind it's freeing because it's like, right. man, I have to be anything more than myself, what I come with every day. I love independence. I love creating my own security and my own comfort. And setting all the like the things that I can control so that no one can mess it up for me. Like that can so easily become an idol to me yeah. that the Lord is like really over the last several years, like pruned my heart to like get rid of that kind of, yeah, that idolatry that it can easily like creep into my spirit if I don't keep it in check. That's right. And this idea then, though, why it's so freeing to be dependent on the Lord is we're giving back control to the one who was always meant to be in control. Although that can be scary and fearful, right? It's so freeing at the end of the day. Mac, we're in our Advent series currently. And for those listeners out there today that maybe haven't listened to previous episodes and they're unsure of what that really means, spiritually speaking, this Advent season is meant to be a celebration of the earthly birth of Christ around 2,000 years ago, but also a preparation and anticipation for the second coming of Christ. You know, when I think of Advent, I think it naturally makes me think of like this hopeful expectancy, right? Found in Romans 8, like being hopefully excited of what's to come. But then also it brings me back to this idea and posture of reverence like we've been talking about in worship of thinking of all that God has done. I heard a pastor one time end a prayer and he said, God, even if you do nothing else, you've already done enough. Kind of what you were just sharing. And I think that is just such an exciting time for us to think about. But at the end of the day, something that I get the opportunity to do and I love doing, I started today, December 1st, at the time of this recording, is reading through the Gospels leading up to Christmas Day. And so as I read through Matthew 1 through 4 today, I was just, it just reminds me of this excitement and this joy for who God is. It's almost like that newfound joy, like that spiritual high, right when you come to know God up front and initially, it's so exciting. But Mac, when, as we talked about, when difficult times come in life, right? Sometimes we can grow discouraged or we can find this sense of doubt or in a sense, as we've already talked about worship, we can lose a sense of wonder for who God is. Mac, to the person out there today who's listening, who's been going through a rough season, a very dark season maybe of life, who maybe has lost that initial wonder of who God is entering this Christmas season, what's the word of encouragement you want to share with them today? Well, first off, I just want to say that probably we all know that feeling. Oh yeah. But you're not alone. And so even the three of us, we're doing a podcast right now that somebody's listening to and they might esteem us as like leaders or experts or something like that. And I just want to remind you right now, like I have experienced all those things internally as well. All the anxiety, stress, all the ups and downs of life. And, And so one, you're not alone. So don't ever, that's such a trick of Satan to try to isolate us in our own thoughts and our own feelings. That's not true. That's a lie. Um, and then second is not only are you not alone tangibly and physically with the other people around you that go through the same thing, but you're not alone spiritually either. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus is close to you and his presence is close to you. And every, he, he does promise to us when we, walk with him 
when we focus our heart on him, when we focus our mind on him, when we read deep into the word, like he will reveal himself. That's a, that's something that we can trust and we can put like our faith in and that's not light. And, and it, a lot of times it doesn't, you know, kind of the, <laughs> the counter to this or the frustrating thing to hear the kind of the hard truth is that it's probably not going to look like you thought it was. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be the same, you know, life never, rarely never looks like we planned it to look. Mm-hmm. And, and that can, some people can get discouraged by that, or you can trust that the Lord has got something extraordinary, abundantly better for you. Just be open to it and, and be, I don't know, draw close to the Lord. He'll draw close to you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, Mac, uh, and being around you in the, in the few times that we have at our conferences, one thing I, I really enjoy about how you lead is you're very relatable. Yeah. Um, and, and I think people, as you just mentioned, you, you live out exactly what you just said. Yep. You know, you, you're, you're in the mix of things. You're, you know, you, you just make it easy for people to, uh, know who Jesus is by the way that you lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're thankful for you and, and, yeah. and how we like to close out each episode, Mac, is, you know, in light of the topic and in light of everything we've shared, as it pertains to worship, as it pertains to adoration and, and reverence to God, you know, what is one thing that someone can do differently today compared to what they were doing, you know, yesterday before they listened to this episode that can sort of shift or change the way that they look at God this season, uh, this holiday season, uh, in light of worship and and how to worship it? Man, um, I think that there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of things that we can do. There are certain like individual things that we can do every day whether it's starting our day off with scripture or starting our day off just like in in quiet stillness with the Lord. So I'll kind of pivot from that and do something like maybe a little bit different. But I honestly think like one thing that you can do is find find ways to serve, find ways to serve people this season, whether it's like a volunteer role at your church or I don't know. I don't know what it might be, but I think serving and pouring out to others is such a, a way for us to walk in what the Lord has put in our hearts, <laughs> you know, naturally, like that's our calling is, is to serve others and to love on others. And so I would say, man, this month, maybe just find, and maybe it's something small, maybe you've never done something like that, but find a, a way to volunteer, find a way to serve people and to spend this season, like really pouring out and I think that you'll find yourself get filled up a lot more than you even expect. Mm. I think that's a powerful note to really leave our listeners with today, Mac, is that idea that we can practice the presence and power of God through the act of service leading up yes. to the Christmas holiday. Mac Brock, man, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and just for your willingness to join us on the show today. Like we said, you have really impacted our lives, not just through your music, but through the, the individual that you are and the heart that you have for not only serving others, but for serving our Lord. We're incredibly thankful for you, and we wish you nothing but the best, you and your family, to have a very blessed and Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Zach, you know, I I love you guys. I love your family. I love your mom and your dad. I love getting to be a part of uh, the Extraordinary Women's Conferences. It's always so fun. So thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the interview today with Mac Brock. What an awesome conversation around this beautiful idea of what it looks like to worship Jesus
specifically during the Christmas season. You know, I want to encourage you today to make space for worship. You know, whether it's in song, corporately with your church, or privately in your home, make space to worship this Christmas. The account of Luke 1 and 2 and the birth of Jesus, there are three songs that you know we like to focus our attention on that I want to remind you of today. There are three songs really that, that sort of highlight what God is doing through this announcement. One, it's, it's Mary's song for, for praising God for what he's doing. And then we see Zachariah's song as he's foretelling the ministry that Jesus will accomplish on the earth. And then we see the angels singing glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to all. Listen, this Christmas makes space for worship. He is worthy to be praised. And, you know, I think in light of all of that, there are often times where you, you and I, we focus in on the wrong things at, at this time of year. And sometimes we'll miss opportunities. And I think one of the, the greatest opportunities that we can step into as it, as it pertains to worshiping God this season is this idea of service. You know, I loved how Matt closed out the interview. Service is one of the best ways that we can offer worship to God. Jesus himself even saw it fit to serve others. We see in Philippians 2 that we are to make our mindset that of Christ Jesus, who humbled himself to the point of, of serving. And so this Christmas, to make room for him, to make room for the power and the presence of God to be on full display in your life, focus in on worshiping him, but also focus in on serving. Listen, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We can't wait to have you back next week.